What is up, y'all? It is your host, your girl, Christian, and welcome to Not Hiding Shit, The Christian Experience, Season 4. This season, you're going to get more into my life, where I'm going, what I'm trying to do, and most importantly, how I relate to you guys. My listeners have blew me out the water with the amount of support that they have given, and I want to make sure that I continue to pour into you guys as much as you pour into me. So make sure you share this, like this, um... And send this podcast to someone who is needing help and healing because I'm always going to be there to provide because we're never alone, but always together. What's up, y'all? It is your girl and I am so, so, so happy to be back. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for the overwhelming support. Um, I just looked at my 2022 wrapped on Spotify and I think that's really cool because they'll show you in detail what your listeners are like or you know where they're coming from and just all the really cool information out there that I didn't even know existed about my podcast they displayed so shout out to Spotify this is not um sponsored or anything I just really enjoy it because as a Spotify um customer um, I know at the end of the year, if you have Spotify, you know, they do the rap for all the music you listen to over the year. So I think that's really cool that they did that for my podcast. Um, I am not going to hold you guys. I don't know what's going to happen during this episode for me emotionally, because it is so much that I want to discuss with you. And I want to make sure that I tell it clearly and with as much detail as I possibly can, because Last, last time that we talked, like I was going through it. Okay. Like for real, for real. (laughs) Um, and I'm finally at a space where I feel like I can open up about the things I was struggling with and be honest and authentic about it. So I was hiding. I know my show is called not hiding shit, but I know that, um, you guys will forgive me because there was a reason why I was hiding some shit (laughs) to say the least. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to jump right into it. Last November, um, or really just in October, and you guys have kind of heard little bits and pieces of this entire story and a little bit of the struggle, but, um, again, I'm spilling all the details, so it'll make a lot more sense. But, um, last October I had left my last occupation. I was really, really stressed, so stressed I was physically ill, Um, I was really overwhelmed because I didn't have managerial support like I wanted to. It was my first like big girl job out of college. And of course, my hopes and dreams were crushed a little bit because I had reached the glass ceiling of things like within three to four months of me being there. And I'm the type of person where if I've exceeded the expectation and to me the bar is like the bare minimum I have an issue with that and I felt that issue um very very early on and so that's when I had decided that you know I wanted to transition back home and do something else so I moved back to my hometown and um I felt like it was going to be the the best thing and it did turn out to be the best thing. But especially at that time, I was like, okay, basically F it. I'm going to come home and be with my family and start over, find a new job. Um, My man was out here at the time 
So I was like, okay, it's just the perfect situation. Why not just come home? When I get back home, um, I had really, really fallen in love with social media. And honestly, y'all, I'm just telling y'all straight up. I didn't quit my job to become a content creator. Um, I had just, I think that's like kind of the first idea that popped into my brain because I was like, oh, I love social media. I love design. I love doing all this stuff for my podcast. But I also overestimated how much time it takes to build a following, um, you know, have brand deals, all that, that good stuff. So I was still looking for jobs in between, but I was like, man, I could see me really doing this. Um, so I applied to like literally over 65 jobs, y'all. 65 jobs in my field, out of my field, high pay, low pay. Um, and while I was waiting for these jobs to job, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff. I was at the time door dashing um from like maybe I, I thought it was fine with door dashing because you could pick how long you wanted to work but at the same time I would get so hooked on door dashing that I would want to door dash really really late because the tips is better and especially if you've ever done door dashing like you'll you'll see and know what I'm talking about but I was like okay we're just gonna door dash and then when I got tired of just door dashing because, you know, this is when they had to spike in gas. And it's still kind of hot, but still, like, y'all, gas was, it was up there. And I was like, oh, no. Nah. And even though DoorDash had sent out this statement about compensating you for gas and this, that, and other, I was like, no, nah, I don't got no steady paycheck coming in. Like, one thing about me, I can get to the money. Um, I'm always going to find a way, thank God, that I like, had that ability. But I'm always going to find a way to get a check. But it's not like a steady kind of income because you don't really know what the money's going to look like. It just depends on the order. So while this is happening, I kind of start this little cleaning service. I start mainly cleaning for um, my family. And I had came up with a full-on um, package deal. Like there was a gold package, a platinum package, I think, or a silver package, and a bronze package. And y'all, I had completely orchestrated this whole thing out. It was going to look so good because I was like, all right, you know, funds get low. I can't live like this. There's so many things I want to do, so many things I, I want to pay for and make sure I continue to pay for. Because mind you, while I'm back home, I'm living with my family. I'm trying to figure things out. Shout out to my siblings because they really kept me steady this entire, entire time. Um, they made sure I felt like welcomed and I, I stayed with my sister mostly and if y'all 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 should know this especially my returning listeners but my new listeners like if you ain't heard the other seasons yet my sister is my ace boom coon she is my moon she is my other half and she was just like you know take your time get your stuff together don't worry about feeling rushed or anything even though I was rushing myself to move out because you know I wanted my own stuff and I was used to being independent in that way and she was just like no like seriously take your time so I was like okay I'll I'll take my time I'll live here um try to figure out my funds and all that that good stuff I went on multiple 
job interviews and it would be like we really really like you or you're overqualified or we really really like you or you're underqualified and that was just y'all it was just so 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 freaking hard um and this is where I think I started to have the beginning of my breakdowns and those look like me literally having like up and down days like I've never had up and down days um so close together to the point where I thought I was literally going insane and so um I was just really stressing myself out because I felt at this time y'all basically I felt like a failure I felt like a huge failure how does this college graduate and I know a lot of y'all could be like Christian, you know, everybody has their days or their moments and things like that. But at that time, I was just like, like, not willing to accept that for me, being such a, a perfectionist at that time. I was just like, nah, like I got my degree, doors are supposed to open, <laughs> things are supposed to work. And I'm not, you know, out here doing nothing crazy. I'm literally just trying to improve my life and nothing was just going as planned and I was really having these uh times where I was just so ashamed of myself I was so embarrassed um I felt like I had let my family down in a way because it was just like there was no reason for this you know you just jeopardized your home where you was living originally to come out here and do what like I was questioning myself and my motives in a way I've never done before and um during this time I'm I'm venting all this stuff to my boyfriend and um during our time and we'll we'll get to that some of you guys uh know he did pass away uh recently and me dealing with that is a a whole nother can of worms y'all but um I remember I was just disclosing disclosing so many like details or not really in a way, maybe not a whole bunch of details, but just details to him. Um, not feeling like I couldn't talk to him about stuff. It was just more so like I'm such a I got to handle it on my own type of person um, that I didn't want to like overbear someone else with my drama. And so he was just like, you know, you'll be fine, babe. Keep going. Keep dreaming. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you may have to do some stuff you don't want to do, um, which is not like I hadn't done jobs, um, labor jobs before. I definitely have. It was just the fact that when you get a degree, it should help your, it should quote unquote, help your chances getting into rooms that really connect you with what is happening in the world with that degree. And that just wasn't happening. So, um, now we're probably in December, January, and I start working for this sales company. I had never did sales a day in my life. And I kind of, in a way, felt bamboozled because, <laughs> like, if anybody's ever done a sales job, you, you may know what I'm talking about. I felt bamboozled. Um, one, because I bamboozled myself into it because I was just like, oh, I can make this amount of money, which is true, but you also have to be good at doing sales to earn your commission. And I was selling internet in Costco's and I hated it. I hated it because 
I was just like, yo, this is just not me. And again, another wrong move. Like, Christian, what are you doing? Why do you feel like, you know, this is a really good option when it's absolutely something you hate? You know you hate it. And so I'm really like beating down on this, y'all. And of course, when this starts happening, other stuff starts happening. So God was really pulling me together, like for real. Like it was just crazy. My y'all, my iPad had broke. Um, I was really, really upset about that because I had got that for myself to do all my podcasting on. And granted, the cool thing about Anchor, again, not sponsored, is that you can do it on any device. You can do it on your phone or laptop or whatever. But I did all my work on my um, iPad and then that broke. And then um, with that breaking, I had also like had my car break down so y'all let's get into this car because this has back to back to back to back to back issues um I had depended on my car like anybody else to get from point a to point b whether it was the sales job I was doing cleaning people's houses um all that jazz and I had um had my car uh taken in for like uh, what I, what was I doing? I something had happened in it, and I don't know the the maintenance of it. I just know it was really really expensive to fix, and I didn't have the money. Um, my brother had helped me out, and I exchanged like house cleanings for me to do that. And so we basically get my car towed, take my car like literally around the corner from where my sister stays, and I was like, oh, that's perfect, like. You know, it'll be close and I don't have to worry about mid-charged arm and leg to go pick it up or um, to tow it back or, you know, just get it towed. And I took it there, cost over $1,000 to have it fixed, put up the money. (laughs) Y'all, it just gets wild. I go pick up my car. Literally, just like finally, like, huh, I get a break. At least I got my car back. Trying to find the positive things in my my lifetime happening. I go pick up my car and I drive off. They tell me before I get in my car, actually, that, um, hey, like your your park light is out. And I was like, okay, we can get that fixed. But your hubcaps were stolen, but we replaced them. And I'm like, Okay, even though you could have called me and let me know that my hubcaps had gotten stolen, even if they were replaced by y'all, like (laughs) you, you just couldn't call me and let me know that you had to wait till I put up my money to to be like, oh, yeah, here's your receipt. But also your hubcaps got stolen, but they're replaced like stuff like that. I drive off. I go back to my sister's during this particular time. I had chilled out on. Um, door dashing and cleaning people's houses and I was um nannying for this girl or this woman who had recently lost her husband um she had four beautiful girls um and they were like the sweetest most fun girls I've ever had to nanny um but I was basically picking her kids up from school uh making dinner doing all the like real like nanny nannyish jobs and shout out to nannies because 
that is a that's a job in itself like not all nanny work is the same but with this particular nanny work I felt like I had a like a little bit more lax but I've seen people who are actually like nanny nannies and that work is um extremely important and significant to women or men who are single parents um but yeah I go back out because I'm like oh it's time to go pick up you know one of my girls from school um the baby she gets out first and then I have to or no the second oldest she gets out first and then I go pick up the baby um from kindergarten and y'all I go out and there are no license plates on my car none absolutely no license plates and I'm like you have got to be shitting me like for real like you have got to be like kidding me with this stuff of course I have never had my license plates stolen before so I'm like shoot like what do I do like (laughs) this ain't this ain't something I've dealt with so of course I'm like in shock but I'm like okay A, I need to call this um, automotive place and talk to them. And then B, I need to file a license, uh, file a police report uh, for my license. And so I call the automotive shop and I'm like, do y'all know that my my plates were taken off my car? And of course they're like, oh no. And I had left my car there two weeks because they were waiting on a part um, to be shipped up from like, Arkansas or something and so I was just like okay you know I'm fine leaving it there and then um they did tell me the first time when I called them that they cannot be held responsible if somebody you know steals my stuff if they have to like put my car out because they're working on other cars um so then I was like okay do y'all know like again do you know that my place had gotten stolen and I was like, because I was really wondering, okay, you noticed my hubcast was stolen, but you didn't inspect anything else around the car to see if anything got stolen. And of course, they're like, no, we don't know. And I was like, okay, well, do you have camera footage? Like, what can I do to get this, you know, working or uh, get this stuff going with the police and then they was like well you know our camera footage only goes back a couple days so I'm like at that point I was like y'all are no help y'all are no help and it's pissing me off because not only do I get to get new plates because of y'all it just got stolen at a place that I just spent thousands of dollars to get my car fixed hang up the phone with them call the police department (laughs) and I'm like hey you know my license plates get stolen what am I supposed to do? Or this is all the information. They filed a police report. Um, I get a case number and that's just kind of how it goes with the police department. And so I leave my car there. Thankfully, um, I was able, able to borrow another car. Um, and I leave my original car parked legally, um, outside of my sister's apartment place. And then, um, maybe like a couple weeks or or so goes by because I obviously can't drive this car with no license plates. It's illegal. I find that there is a sticker and my car had got tagged and they had put a ticket and was just like, we thought somebody reported this as an abandoned vehicle, which I understand that there was no license plates on there or whatever, but uh, somebody had reported this as a 
um, abandoned vehicle. And uh, basically, I had to go to court, y'all. Like, it just kept piling up. And I'm like, at this point, like, seriously, what what am I going to do? Because they was trying to charge me. Um, they were charged the car because at the time it wasn't assigned to anybody because they couldn't find my tags. But they was just like, you know, we're trying to basically charge you because this is a man vehicle and everything. So then I have to go to two different states to get this matter worked out because of where I stay. And um, I then get a court issued date of, okay, you have to show up. And if you're not um, showing up to this court date, of course, you will be um, put out for an, a warrant for an arrest. And I'm like, I ain't never been arrested a day in my life, y'all. Like, I don't be doing nothing. Like, I literally be going to work, going home every now and again, kicking with my friends, that type of thing. I have to wait um, about a month into this. And during this time, also, um, I had me and my bro- boyfriend at the time, uh, we had broke up because we were working on our ourselves. And it's just hard when things aren't going right personally in your life. And then you mix a romantic relationship in that and you're still trying to figure out better stability and so of course during this time I'm like okay no job no car no man I'm just sad I am so so sad I am like in my feelings again feeling like a failure feeling like the world's over for me um I was just really really tripping and I'll get into my emotional state at that time too but just the logistics of what's going on that's what I was dealing with And so I finally get my court date. This is around June or so. Um, And um, I'm like really, really scared. Like, I I don't know if y'all ever been in the courtroom, but it's just that environment is scary. Like there's police officers standing outside the courtroom. And I'm like, I know I didn't do anything wrong because my car place had gotten stolen. It wasn't my fault, but it was just something about the environment where I was just like, so so scared and then of course like I present my case and then by the grace of God it gets thrown out obviously it would have because I'm not out here stealing plates or anything like that but um I get that thrown out and around July that's when my life kind of turned itself um around I have this new job that I absolutely love I actually work two jobs I creative direct you guys uh may have heard that from my other podcast episodes um I am now uh, officially today a cat mom um I'm excited about that I've never had cats a day before in my life I've been around them but never owned one so I'm excited about this journey um and I am looking for a new car so there has been a huge, huge turnaround, but my mental and my emotional was really tested during that time. Like I had never felt so, so bad about my circumstances and myself. Like I really felt like my world was coming to an end. The darkest thoughts, man, y'all like the darkest thoughts was really affecting me on a daily because I'm so used to securing myself in what I had materialistically 
that I felt like if I had that, it would be all right. And spiritually, y'all, like I was battling a lot with with God and with this podcast. Y'all know I always say whatever God is for you, it is that for you. But I felt like I felt like God was punishing me. I felt like I was um kind of dealt this deal with this hand because I had did something wrong like it was just like everybody was just you know disappointed in me and I was so disappointed in myself and so I felt like looking back on all this craziness that happened now I had to seriously 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 let some stuff go let my way go I didn't understand what standing in your way looked like until really like this year because I really was that type of person or that type of girl where if it's not my way, then it's the highway type of thing. And um, in this particular instance, it was the highway. Like it just, it went that way and I just had to roll with it. But in terms of, again, my spirituality, um, I felt God was just like, you need things to be taken from you. Um and you need things to be taken from you because you are starting to rely on yourself so much that you don't think that you need me. You don't think that you need you're you're above um, adversity, which I love it now. And uh, the book that I'm um, understanding right now um, that's helping me actually, sorry, understand this concept right now. Adversity is the art of not giving a fuck and with this particular book, it's really basically saying like, you need to address this stuff head on. You don't give a, a, a fuck if you have to go through adversity versus like just saying, I don't give a fuck. And for me, like just having those, those daily conversations with, with God about me feeling inadequate or me feeling like, you know, my world's over for me. He had to constantly remind me like I have what it takes to make it through this and not only that but if you try things my way you get into my word you get into um things of the the christian walk and the christian faith you can be exposed to a lot of some things that you need to let go of anyway and so it was just a a test and trial of what i was willing to leave behind instead of say like no, I'm going to do it my way and it has to be only my way because I would have really, really continuously struggled had I just did those things anyway. It took a lot of letting go of pride, like my embarrassment, like <laughs> just being like, I don't want nobody to see me like this. Like, I don't I don't want nobody to see me down. And the reality is, is that we are always going to come apart um, at some point or another, it's a part of life. I finally understood life at the age of, um, 23. Cause 23 was really my worst year. And I used to have people come to me and say like, Oh, you know, nobody likes you when you're 23. And I never understood why, but I was like, okay, well, if nobody likes me when I'm 23, as long as I like myself, as long as I got myself and myself and myself and myself, that was the issue. And when I even got tested on me being myself and what that looks like, that changed for me as well. I am not the same woman I was um, 
a year ago and I'm so glad and I'm so so happy because it um had had challenged me and changed me um but but yes I was really brought through a lot this year with my boyfriend and his passing <sighs> y'all like if I'm just going to be 100% real we knew each other um through our school and I really thought that this other person and he and he still is and and was but um at the time when I met him I was like uh 2 years younger and I was like oh this is my best friend and everything he had transferred schools and then I thought I would never see him again and then he, um he was like shooting shots in my DM and I was like I know this person and this is when I'm older. I'm like, I know this person, but for some reason I don't like remember his name. And then I remembered his name and then we started talking. And then you ever had that moment where you're like scared, you remember somebody, but that other person doesn't remember you at all. And I was like, you know, I think your name is this. And then he was just like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, nice to meet you. I'm I'm Christian. And he was like, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, um, but our relationship, if anything, we were just, we were really good best friends. And I started to really understand love for the first time when I met, um, well, not even when I met him, but when I like re-met him as an adult and what love can look like and what love shouldn't look like in terms of how you approach it. I I learned so much about myself as a young woman um, falling in love that it's possible. I had a rough upbringing, a very rough upbringing. Um, uh, my father wasn't in my life as much as I would love and we're, we're working on that. And um, having an abusive father and it's just having these um, increments of these boyfriends that don't stay around long, but also at the same time, I'm kind of the the type where I give everybody all the love and then I'm like, okay, I want to move on to my next person. And I called it Care Bear Syndrome. And I think I've discussed what that is with you guys before, but it's where, you know, give all the love to one person and you're like, okay, it's time to go. Um, and it's not in a malicious way or anything, but because I actually care about that person, I'm like, okay, loving you. And then on to my next person. I think that's just kind of always how I've been, but being in a relationship where it was, it was just loving on, on, on both sides and still trying to understand what love could look like for both of us as people who have both had a traumatizing past. Um, so experiencing his death was was hard um and I, I don't want to go too much into and y'all I'm sorry if you hear a whole bunch of meow, meowing my my baby is in there going off I was like mama gotta record and she's new to the area so if you're a cat person you already know like it takes them a while to get adjusted um or if you just have pets in general but um in our time uh, apart, because we had decided that, you know, we would, it just, we needed to, to, to grow some more, um, in our relationship. I was trying to focus more on, on me and what this means at this age and everything. And then I just, I found out about his death, um, 
in the most like heartbreaking way and it's like I was like no like this is my person this is my person no God like you know out of everything I I wish I could still you know be in a situation where I could see this person and everything but my advice to you guys is to tell your people that you love them and that you want what's best for them. Don't come out of your heart with hate. Don't come out of your heart with resentment because people really are a gift. People really are one of one. And I had, if I felt like for me, unfortunately, it took this loss for me to understand that. And the way the world is moving right now, you just never know. You never know. Time is precious. People's lives are precious. So it it still um, gets me down some days, but I also try to remember the good times. So those of you, as they get closer to the holiday seasons, that's struggling with having a significant other or a family member or friend uh, gone around this time, really try to hone in on those parts where you guys smiled and laughed the most because that brings out the most beauty in not only their lives but your lives as well and it's it's just a a lovely loving and lovely experience to be like I had those moments with you like I was given those moments with you and I made those moments the best Before we end this episode all together, I just really want to give some words of encouragement and advice to those who are going through tough times. You will make it through. You will literally make it through. All the dark thoughts that are probably even valid thoughts will not last always. You deserve the best. You will get the best. And you just have to keep seeking your happiness and your peace above everything else there is so much to be excited about in this world so much that requires your talent and your thought and your voice and we need you to be here to do those things humanity works off of helping hands and if I can be a helping hand if this podcast can be a helping hand I hope that it continues to do that for you um seek therapy seek self-help seek your family seek your friends it's not a time to be cut off from the world but to surround yourself with people who love and care about you enough to see you progress in the best ways possible so I just want to drop those words of wisdom for anybody again going through rough times you know who it is you know what it is it has been your girl Christian, peace, love, and light, and I will catch you guys in another episode. Bye, y'all.